Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. No problem. Uh, today is May 24, 2021. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Ready Newman PC does conduct Zoom conference every single working day. For those people who are in the conference, if you want to ask any question, you can press star six to ask. Oh, sorry, just raise your hand. You, We will call you for asking the question. Anand? Yeah, hi. Uh, hello, Rahul. Thank you for your time. I have a couple of questions and all are kind of interrelated. Uh, sure. Actually, I have a, uh, a death in my family and I wanted to kind of travel to India uh, as soon as I can. Uh, my advanced payroll and EAD just got approved and the card is being mailed to me. So hopefully I'll receive it sometime this week. Uh, my question was that my priority date is February 2014. Uh, so I think I can use my AP to re-enter, um, but because mm-hmm. of and I may need to wait for some time. So my first question was that, uh, do you anticipate uh, or do you have any prediction about the travel ban uh, being uh, lifted anytime soon? That's first. Uh, no, second- I don't think so. I don't think so. Travel ban is lifted, but you have an advanced parole. Let me ask you this other question for you though. You have any US citizen children? No, I do not. Well, you can always spend 14 days outside the country to come back into this country. The travel ban is not applicable if you spend 14 days outside the country. Make it 15 because I don't know how to calculate 14. Right, right. I understand. Uh, uh, but if a travel if, ban, I am not expecting travel ban to be lifted soon. I don't know why. The reason is that Biden administration, unlike Trump administration, is very aggressive on COVID though. So he's not going to just give it up easily though. That's what he has okay. been promising, you know. You see that Biden administration, uh, when Trump administration, he said, he said everything anti-immigrants, right? And then he did it. This guy is very strict on COVID. Even if he has a doubt, he will stay away from it. So I'm not expecting, uh, I'm not expecting the travel ban to be lifted. There was a, we call it a Sinjun ban, the European countries ban. That's still not lifted. So yeah. I'm not expecting travel ban to be lifted soon. Okay. Uh, my second part of the question is uh, any question about uh, my priority date being current for... There's a good say- possibility. The way it's moving every every month, it's moving almost like eight, nine months. But I'm not mm-hmm. worried about your you, you priority date. If you're outside the country, if the green card is approved, you can still come back and advance for all. Oh, okay. Uh, but I haven't submitted my medical. So do, is there any timeline when I need to submit my medical once the priority date becomes current? There's no timeline. If they issue an RFE, then you have to submit. Or you can submit it voluntarily. Okay. Uh, can I submit now? Like when the you priority can. date? You can. Like, okay. Okay. 
Thank you. Uh, one more last question, maybe. Uh, let's say that if I miss my boat of uh, priority date being current and I'm not in US at that point of time, uh, can I refile once I'm back here? I don't think so. You're, you not being in the country doesn't make much difference. Uh, okay. You will still get the green card. Oh, I see. If you have an advanced parole and you're outside the country, you can still come back and advance parole. You not buying in the country doesn't make much difference. The only thing is that you have to make for the biometrics. That's all. Right. And that's what I'm trying to understand that if I miss that biometrics timeline, which I have already submitted, right? For 485. Did you say biometrics you sub you done? Uh, yeah. For 485. That's how I got my advanced parole. But the advanced parole has nothing to do with biometrics. So that's a country. So you're done with the biometrics, right? Yes. I, I am no, done. Then, then you don't have any problem in traveling other than 14 days staying outside the country. Okay. Once you so give the advanced parole in hand. Sorry. So there will not be any more uh, biometrics uh, from now on. Uh, is that what you're saying? Because when I... If you have when, done if you have done the biometrics, you don't... 99.9% you, .9 of the time, you won't need biometrics again. Next person, please. Thank you. Thank you, Ravi. Suman? Two, two questions, yeah, guys. Uh, two questions. Only two questions. Sorry. Uh, good, af good afternoon, uh, good afternoon, Rahul Garu. I'm in a little, uh, this is a tough situation. My priority date is uh, uh, February 2012, Feb 17th in EB2. I downgraded to EB3 on October 29, 2020. And mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, today, today I gave my biometrics. Um, I uh, my 140. Uh, I did my premium three days ago after I spoke to you. And now what happened? My employer on last Friday. He, he, my, my vendor told me that he's uh, canceling their contract get with my employer. Get to the employee. point. Get to the point. You lost the job or not? Don't tell me all the stories. No, my please. job, my, my job, my, no, my job is still there. My vendor and my employer, I don't know what happened to those guys. My, my vendor called me and told me that, yeah, we are canceling the contract with your employer. Uh, if you want the employment, same job to be there, you have to transfer your H1 H1 to our sub vendors and he gave some five, don't, sorry, five sub five don't, sub vendors. Don't transfer, don't, don't, don't transfer it from your company to another company right now. Find another but project company, and go on. No, but my company says he cannot find me a project and on June 23rd he'll he'll terminate my H1. He'll revoke my H1 on June 23rd. Uh, that's the last day he told my employer I, I, that, told me that. I got the point. I got the point. The only thing right now, the crucial for you is. If since you already submitted the premium processing, why did not you submit it before? Uh, I, I didn't know that after I spoke to you in one of the Zoom calls, I submitted immediately, like, you know, after I hang so up the call. Right now, right, right now, if the I-140 is approved, wait, wait, can you listen to me, please? Yeah, yeah. If the I-140 is approved, I want you to have this vendor file an H-1B. I want this vendor to file the I-485J supplement. Is that clear to you? Yes. If the I-140 is not approved, I want you to make a consultation with a lawyer before you make any moves. Okay. So it is. It is. It has got accepted. I, uh, it was said that it, it got accepted, but I'm waiting for the approval actually. Yeah. If it is accepted, most probably it will be approved. So you'll, you're in good one, shape if it's approved. You already okay. did two questions. Okay. If it's okay. accepted, it will be approved most probably 99% of the time. So then you don't have any problem to move to the company. Make sure you file. Do you have a EAD or not yet? No, I don't have a EAD. So file a H1B, file a 485J supplement. 
Okay? okay, you are completely yeah. safe if the I-140 is approved. If the I-140 is not approved, consult a lawyer. It cannot be dealt here. Next person, please. Thank, thank you. Another people, everybody file premium processing. If you have, if you don't have teenage kids, guys, don't worry about the two thousand five hundred dollars. I've been there. Don't worry about two thousand five hundred dollars, please. Next person, Harbinder Singh. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, so I have a follow-up question from last week. Uh, it's regarding the I-9 verification. Uh, I'm currently mm -hmm. outside of the U.S. and uh, mm -hmm. I'm waiting for my visa stamping here. Uh, my mm -hmm. um, H-1B renewal was done in May last year. Uh, probably mm -hmm. that's why um, my HR is asking for I-9 re-verification. Mm -hmm. And I explained to them, uh, as suggested by you last week, that I explained to them that I'm outside of the U.S., so probably I cannot do I-9 verification, so because my I-94, which is attached to the H-1B approval, 9797, uh, is probably not valid now. Um, so they can't use that for the authorization. Uh, but uh, today they replied that please complete the Section 1 and send whatever documents you have. Uh, since you are still employed with us, we can still go ahead and uh, do that. Well, do one thing. Don't take the, uh, send whatever documents you have. Cut the I-94 portion down. Send the I-797. Okay. But to complete the section one, um, so what authorization let them, should I select? Let them, let, them, let them worry about that. You just cut the 797. Send it. Okay. And one question I had is I-9 uh, actually submitted to USICS or just uh, the employer? No, it just, it? They, they have to retain it. For the purpose of the government, they have to retain it. You had a consultation with me, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, I want you to drop an email. There is a Wednesday separate consult. Uh, there is a Wednesday separate consultation, separate call only for for you people who have okay. paid consultations, okay? I want you to come to that consultation. You can, uh, because that will be more free. I will be more free rather than, I won't hurry up like the way I'm doing right now. So the email address is uh, for that? Is rahul at rnlawgroup.com. It will be provided okay. at the bottom here. Okay, Next person, you. please. Akash. Hello, uh, Rahul. This is Akash. Uh, I'm a physical therapist, so I'm a Schedule A worker. And I had my EB2 approved and last October my employer downgraded to EB3 mm -hmm. and in December uh, my company was acquired by another company so there are a couple of things I know there have been some denials for 140 under schedule yeah uh, yep and even our case, thing, our even yeah. even our cases got denied so I, I want you to do one thing I want you to file um, I want you to file a downgrade application. I'm sorry. I want you to prepare for one more PERM application immediately. One more I-140 application, not PERM, okay? You still need to get the prevailing wage, okay? Okay. So I, I want you to, to like file to that ask one. My, ask my new employer to start with the prevailing wage stage? That is right. That's what we're okay. doing for all the Schedule A cases that we got their I-140 denied. Okay, and just in case, like, if anything to change, uh, let's say they were approving those cases, uh, the new employer does have to start from scratch or just amendment? I, 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 I don't want to rely on the approval of the I-140 also, even if they approve it. The reason is that what if they later on go back and revoke it? I see, okay. okay. What if they say at the later on, the oh, your green card was wrongly approved? Because until now, we didn't know whether the downgrade application is going to be approved for Schedule A's or not. Right now, the USCIS has made a final determination saying that they are going to deny 
the I-140. So I don't want you to rely on that. So two things I want to do, file a perm labor with the existing company. And second thing is that you can always file an amendment for the EB-2 application, okay? With a new EB-2, with a new company. If the EB-2 okay. dates move forward. So I want to have two options for you. Okay. If the EB-2 moves forward, you should be able to file the 485 application most probably in October. If not, I want you to file a perm labor. So you're prepared this time. You're prepared right. this time to downgrade where it's not going to be denied. So, so the EB-2 dates move forward. I just have to do amendment to that EB-2 and don't have to do prevailing wage, right? No, you don't have to do anything. You have to do amendment. Why do you have to do amendment? Because your previous company is merged into the new company. Okay, got it. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Next person, please. Boss. Hi, hi Rahul. Uh, I have two questions. First question is, um, I my PD is 2013 uh, April, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, I was uh, my I I joined the company B, and my uh, new I140 is also approved as of 2018. So my initial mm -hmm. uh, 2013 date came when I joined the company A long back, but I got well, I I'm getting I am I'm I'm getting confused. With company A, you got the I-140 approval with a prior due date of 2013. Yes. With, with company B, you got an I-140 approval? With with the porting. Porting is also done. So company uh, B, you got it to, with a prior due date of 2013. Is it EB-2 yeah. or EB-3? Both of them. Both of them are EB-2. Sounds good. Okay. Now, now tell now me. In the, now in October, uh, I filed for the downgrade EB-2 uh, to EB-3. With uh, company B or company A? Company B, company B. I'm still with company Sounds B. Good. So Sounds good, okay. uh, my, my question is, uh, I saw, I mean, again, uh, I want you to, uh, I want you to tell me, but one of my friend uh, got ability to pay RFE from 2013. <laughs> so, I mean, my employer says, <laughs> I mean, how can we confirm? I mean, we can give you ability to pay from 2018 from the day you joined us. I, 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 know what, I know what you're speaking. I know what you're speaking. That is a normal, that is not a normal RFE what you're speaking. They can explain to them, look, under the provisions of the AC21 rule though, the people can port the I-140 from the previous one to this one. The regulations came in 2017. They don't have to prove the ability to pay from 2013, they only need to pay since the time your labor certification has been filed, which either is 2017 and 2018. They could explain yes. that. That's not a big deal. Okay. One last question, uh, uh, Rahul. So we, when we applied uh, this uh, downgrade, uh, October 30th is when the application went and now uh, they were showing like uh, November 2nd is my receipt date. From then, I'm, I have not, I raised a couple of uh, expedite requests for my wife because her job is ending. Get um, to the point. Yeah, I mean, is there anything we can do other than keep on expediting the cases because they say no. that they are done with no. October cases, but okay. They, they lie. Okay. They lie. They lie. Okay. Next, and Thanks. there's nothing you can do to expedite it. Next person, please. Avita. Hi Rahul, um, I got an EAD, uh, I got uh, my current date, uh, my priority date is current, which is October 2011. I'm under EB3 by default. I was. It's going, to be, it's going to be current in June, is it right? Not current yeah. as of today. Okay. Yeah, current in June. 
So I'm looking to change the employer and that employer wanted to come on EAD for me. Uh, is there any risk me moving in EAD now because my priority date is current? 0.1%. Okay. And the next question is, uh, mm, my, my EAD is expiring in December. My current employer is asking me to uh, file for extension. Should I do it here or I should move it to the uh, new employer and undo the extension there? Or first is, first is you can only file within 180 days within the EAD time expires, which is going to be, if it's, it's going to be December, it's most probably going to be June or July. I don't know how to calculate it, but you're a better June. mathematician than I am. So in June, you can file it, not right now. When it is nothing, is not. wait, wait, wait. It has nothing to do with your employer. This 485 is yours now. Okay. It's 180 okay. days. I-140 is approved. The 485 is yours. Um, but make sure that the new employer files the I-485J supplement. Sure. And uh, AC21. Uh, that is, that is J, suppl JC, J supplement and AC21 are been inter, the, the words are the same. They okay. mean the same. Okay. So the AC, uh, the new employer will be filing AC21 for me, but I'll be receiving an RFE for my medicals. Will the RFE come to the new lawyer or to the old lawyer? Because I'm concerned about it. Will, it will, no, 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 no. You don't have to be concerned about it. Um, one thing that the old lawyer is under obligation to send you the medical stream, the RFE to you. He may say, I don't represent, but he still is under obligation to send the medical stream. Okay, perfect. So because also, AC21 file, will it not go to the new lawyer? It should, but do you think so that the government is that efficient? <laughs> I'm not sure. So we, we, we represent people, uh, in your case of AC21, we represent people when our clients move to different companies. We just contact them and we just send it to their medicals and hey, and then we make sure that they send an email back to us saying that they received it and they are taken care of by themselves so that we are under no obligation to respond to that RFA. And that's normally all lawyers do it uh, because the, it, it, goes, it goes to the license issue. Though. So uh, we just send it to them and not only send, we make sure that they send an RFE if they, uh, sorry, email to us. If they don't, then we send an email to them saying, Based on the conversation today we had, you said that you have a different lawyer you're handling and you're going to take care of the RFE. So then we can we are closing our file if there is a, so it's just normal. So, so there's just, uh, lawyer is different than that of the employer. Employer won't receive. Lawyers are under obligation to send the documents to you. Next person, please. Gopi. Uh, Rahul, thank you for taking the call. Um, my first question is, um, this is for my derivative. My spouse uh, has her 485 EAD. However, her H4 EAD that we are, that was filed last year was still pending. So if she choose to use her 485 based EAD and uh, God forbid, uh, if there is an issue with I-140 or 485 gets denied for any reason, um, can she once, hopefully once, get, once she gets her H4 EAD later on, can she uh, like switch uh, to her H4 EAD and then start using that? If the, guard, uh, if, the, if the guard forbids, the best way to get back is she has to go outside the country, get the H4 stamping and come back. Okay, then only she can use her H4 EAD. That's right. Okay. Okay. And then the, okay, thank you. The second question is for I-140, I'm looking at my receipt notice. There are two dates, right? Notice date and then receive date. And uh, if I check the processing times online on the website. Don't check the processing times, they lie. 
That's the first one. Second one is that the I-140, if you file in the downgrade, the processing times are not applicable though. It takes much longer than that. And to tell you the truth, except one guy that I spoke with, none of them got their I-140 approved who filed in regular processing and did not convert into premium processing. Not a single guy except one person. At least I spoke to 500 to 600 people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Next person. Premium person. Thank you. You should have done that before. Next person, please. Sundara. Hi, uh, I'm Sundara Gatti, and I'm working as a high school science teacher in Kansas. Uh, right now, I am in my sixth year HMB and is going to expire on August 1st this year. And my school just started the green card process, and uh, they are at, in the end of uh, advertisements. And they are going to file my PEEP, the perm labor, probably in June, second week. Now, my question was my school was ended on May 17th. Can I use the vacation period as a recapture no. period for my H1? No. We only, they only consider your physical presence in this country. Your vacation period will not be considered. If you go to India and you still are on the payroll and you're working though, that period is counted out. But if you are physically present in the country, you cannot take it off. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Sorry about that. Next person, please. Shreya. Shreya. Sai. Hey Rahul, thanks for taking my call. Uh, sure. So this is regarding, uh, I'm on L1A visa and I'm currently mm -hmm. applying for 485. So my 485 has been on hold because my dependents, my kids especially, did not get I-94 extended. So do I need to wait until their extension is getting approved or do I need to go ahead and submit I-94? So there is one uh, problem with their I-94 is like uh, uh, there was a gap in their status for one month uh, for applying I-94 extension, I-94 extension. How old are the kids though? So my kids are under 14. So one of them just turned 14 uh, this month and the other one is six years old. So so how are you trying to fix them right now? So I uh, the gap has been, uh, no, I-94 has been applied with the non-pro tank. Uh, that is what I have been told. Uh, but I haven't received any updates. Is it, is, it, is it your only kids or your wife is also in the same boat? Uh, it's only the kid. Uh, my wife got I-94 till 2022. Ah, that's going to be a tough choice because if you file the 485 application, uh, I need to check the law though of the out of status whether or not it's applicable to the under 18-year-old kids. That's one thing that I'm not aware of. Um, I, I, I think so. You should consult a lawyer, though. Um, it's not coming on top of my mind. It requires a little bit of research of me. But I would say one thing that there is a lawyer in our office called Rebecca Chen. If you're interested in, you should consult her. And she knows all the things by heart, these things. Um, I would recommend that you consult her, okay? Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. 
I know that the unlawful presence of the children who are under 18 will not be counted. I for sure know that. But there is something called out of status and there is something called unlawful. Whether the out of status will be counted or not is the question I really don't know the answer. Because for the for purpose of the 485, it's not the unlawful, it's the out of status also counts as a picture, as a material fact in filing. But I can't remember on top of my mind if that's applicable to under 18 year old or not on top of my mind. Sorry about that. Next person, please. Sure. Thanks. Thanks, John. Sirisha? Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, how are you? Uh, thanks for yeah. taking the call. Uh, sure. Uh, my question is like, my priority date is October 2014. I applied mm -hmm. for my 45 in October 2020, and me and my husband received the EAD combo cards. Uh, nice. My question is, my husband's PD is December 2011. EB2, uh, like the moment is uh, in EB2, but with EB3 dates moving so quickly, should my husband downgrade and file his I-140? You didn't file the 485 in October 2020? Yeah, that was for me uh, with my priority date in EB3. And what is your, what is your priority uh, October 2014. Ah, and his is, what is his? Uh, December 2011, EB2. Why did not you file through him? Uh, we did not think that uh, this would move so fast, but, uh, you know, seeing that, uh, like, okay. uh, did, did you, did you guys use the EAD or you no, did not? No, I did not. No, we did not. Ah. You can file EB3 and file for a application probably in July. In July, okay. Uh -huh. So that's what we were thinking. Like, if we downgrade uh, I140 now, get the receipt notice, and then premium process it, uh, and it, it becomes okay. Uh, I would, but I would do that. I would do that. Okay. Yeah, do will that. it not be uh, confusion to USCIS because our alien numbers are uh, already? Yeah, in I know. System? I know. Yeah, yeah. You can you can do one thing. You can withdraw the 485 right now. You don't have to do it right now. Wait until the I-140 is approved before you file the 485. Withdraw that 485 and file this 485. Oh, okay. So do we need to do the medicals again? Because I already submitted yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I know. You, I, it is a better, you, you, if you tell them to transfer, they'll take five years to transfer. But okay. if you go to the same, if you go to the same doctor though, they may not okay. punch in all the polio and other stupid things that they did to you. What we okay. took it in the kindergarten because we don't have a record. They punched all holes on us, right? They won't yes, do yeah. to you the same thing what they did to you before. They will only do you like AIDS test and TB test, which is very simple. Doesn't poke much of it. Okay. okay? Thank so you. I would Thank submit. You. I would. I would submit a fresh medical. I would not just file it just like that. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Rahul. Thank you. Next person, please. I'll take the next four caller guys. Four callers. Harika? Next person, please. Hi, this is Srikant, Harika's husband. I have a yes, couple of questions regarding I, I have a couple of questions regarding H1B transfer. Mm -hmm. So uh, my previous job was uh, ended on March 10th. It was a full-time job. It was ended on March mm -hmm. 10th. And my that company applied for the, my H1B revocation on April 26th. Mm -hmm. And my, the, the grace period was 60 days, right? So grace period ended on May 9th, exactly. So if if I count 60 mm -hmm. days, it's fine. And the, mm -hmm. I, I filed the new H1B from other company 
they filed it on May uh, 6th or 7th something, but I received the notice date on 10th. So is, am I considered out of, because I, I received it one day later than the 60 day grace period. Is it the receipt they, on the I-129, there will be a receipt date as notice date. Which one are you reading there? So in the I-129, it, it says uh, receipt date shows as uh, 10th, uh, May 10th. And notice date? Notice date is, is uh, May 11th. May 11th. At this point of time, it's a little bit judgment call on whether it's March 9th, do we count March 9th? Do we count, if you got terminated on March 9th, maybe March it 10th. starts from March 10th. Yeah, the last March date was March 10th. Yeah, so, so the there board. are some DIYs to discuss and your denial, I would just not summarily conclude you're out of status at this point of time. I would okay. not summarily conclude, but there is always a chance they may come and tell you that it's more than 60 days. If that happens at that point of time, you'll have to leave the country and come back. But right now, I'm not going to jump up and high and then say, oh, I'm illegal. I'm not, I'm not considering you at this point of time. And there are still time with regards to argument. Is it April 26th or is it March 10th? There are some still arguments that can be made. Right, yeah. But I would at this point of time not panic right now. Thank you. So other question is regarding the same thing, but my regarding my wife. So... Uh, her previous extension, which I applied last year, did not get extended. It was still in process. Mm -hmm. and, and so on re when I recently applied for my new H-1B transfer, uh, the mm -hmm. new company, uh, they, uh, they missed her uh, doing the H-4. So they only did my H-1B. File it right now. File it right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So is, is she fine to stay in the country with me right now? Right now it's fine because her extension is still pending. It's not denied. But I want you to file H4 right, right now immediately. Okay, sure. I, I already mentioned it to them. So they send me documents, which I'm going to send it today. Okay, okay. that should be. Sounds good. Thank Next question. Shodan. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Um, so I'm a full-time employee, but I'm in my sixth year of H1B. Ends on October 8th this year. Um, my employer has already started the GC, but um, so we are waiting for the prevailing wage. We applied in January, so we are expecting that to come in this month end or early next month, and they are ready to do the poem right away. So what are my options to stay in the country till I get my I-140 and H-1B extended? Well, please, all other guys who are on the H-1B, listen to him carefully, uh, what he's saying. He's at sixth year, he's now wondering. Well, do, do you have, a, are you married? Do you have a H-4 option? Yeah. No, I do not. She doesn't work. Um, Well, you can apply for the B2 visa after your H1B expires and stop working. And once your H1, once your I-140 approves, you can try to convert into B2 to H1. That sometimes will get a denial. That sometimes will get a denial. Um, because, uh, because they will send in the council processing because you, you don't have a B2 approval. That's one thing. In that in that way, you go outside the country and get the H-1B stamping and come back, assuming the travel ban or whatever the visa status is good at that point of time. The second option that you have is, uh, when is your six-year H-1B expiring right now? October 8th of this year, but I do have 70 travel days that I was out of the country. 
So you have October. You you have October. So that will be seventy days. Will be December. You are in January though. Well, you can do one thing. Um, is your passport? Uh, well, you can keep on traveling to Mexico and come back. Go fly every month. You spend twenty days there. Come back here. You can extend the H one B for that period of time. Remember, it's outside the country. It's not outside the continent. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that you can do. The third thing that I can think about is that, well, you know, you go to India, you start continue working because in India, from India, you can continue working, uh, and then, and then once the Ivan forty is, yeah, even if the if, if it expires, even if the H one B expires, you are sitting in India, your butt is sitting in India, so you are under the Indian law rule because I'm a lawyer in India too, so being an Indian citizen, you can sit down in India and work for any company in the world. so you can do that and once the i140 is approved then you come back on h1b again so these are the three options that i can think about next person please shreya hi rahul can you hear me yes correct hey rahul so uh, me and my wife we filed for our downgrade uh, and i'm the primary applicant uh, downgrade mm-hmm. to eb3 we applied for a mm-hmm. 485 and eads so my wife's h4 is expiring in september this year so we filed for her a My H one, her H four, and her H four EAD extension. I can't right. help you in expediting the H four plus EAD guys. So, so my question is, when we were expediting the GC EAD, which has been pending for seven months now, the response that we got is that we cannot expedite this request because there is a pending five thirty nine application. So, my question is, is that does that GC EAD has any re- relevance with the five thirty nine application? Because no, um, none. It has nothing to do with that. So I called USCIS again, and they kept telling me. I cannot help to... you to expedite the EAD, guys. Please, we get hundred calls every day. If I have a solution, I will let you know. I don't. No, yeah, Rahul, it's not about expediting. I'm just curious. The GCAD should not have anything to do with the pending. No, sir, it has nothing to do with. You already asked me the question. I said no. All right, thank it you. It doesn't. Sure. Sorry about that. Next person, please. Mahi This will be the last stop? caller, guys. um and the next conference call will be tomorrow at 11:30 don't forget that we do have a youtube and facebook live at 5 o'clock tomorrow mr islam hello thank you for giving me the chance to ask my question sure. i came to united states on b2 visa and mm-hmm. i had a company that i was working as a freelancer they filed h1b for me uh, the lottery got picked and my b2 visa is expiring at august So should mm-hmm. I go for consular processing or change of status? I already applied for extension of B two. Ah, oh. the problem here is that when the B you already applied for B two extension, well yes. your B two was expiring in August. You already applied for extension. Yes. I would go for consular processing. Here is a problem there though. the uscis and the consulates don't like people coming on b2 visa or b1 visa and change the status in the united states they don't like it okay and the problem here is normally if the normally if the change of status is denied you can go to bangladesh and apply for your visa is it right but here the problem is if you get the denial and then you go to the consulate they look into very closely this guy came on b1 visa he tried to extend it he tried to change it and then it didn't work he came to us so there you're going to get a hit there 
That's the reason I want to be clean because 95% of the time, the change of status will not be approved for you. If that's going to happen, I don't want you to look bad in the counseling. If you go there and say, I was there because of the pandemic, I didn't come back. I applied for B1 extension. Now here I come for a B H1B, you will look much better. Okay. Okay. Thank you Thanks. guys for coming in. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 1130. Sorry, we couldn't take all the people. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day. Oh,